Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. So in week one, we learned that regret is this feeling of remorse, sadness, and shame that is caused by something we did we wished we didn't do. And that regret has the power to kill and destroy, which means this reality of regret is not something we can ignore and just hope goes away, which is, you know, the way we normally play it. But it's something we have to face and deal with so it doesn't end up ruining us. Then last week, as we continued to face our regrets, we learned about the two most common types, which are doing something that ends up hurting someone else. And we're all guilty of this. It doesn't matter how old you are. And then not doing something we wished we would have done. And that's usually something that, that catches us later on in life. But then instead of running from or repressing our regrets, we got brave and started to face them no matter how uncomfortable it made us. Finally getting to the point where we were owning our mistakes, owning the things that we have done and left undone. Because that's the first step you have to take in being set free. But now that we have done all of that hard work in the last two weeks, we're finally ready to walk through the rest of the method. Or we're finally ready to get to the place where we can gain these tools and wisdom that we need to leave all of our regrets behind. And this, this method, this, this tool is very, very simple. But doing it is the hard part. So again, step number one is you got to own what you've done. You've got to own what you've done. Instead of making excuses, instead of repressing, or instead of blaming others, which let's just be honest, it's easier to blame others than to blame ourselves. You have to face and then own the things that you have done wrong. And then once you've taken that necessary step, step number two is this. You got to say you're sorry and you got to go make amends. Say you're sorry, make amends. Or in other words, you've got to apologize for what you have done and then do everything in your power to go out and make things right. Or to make this practical, let's just say uh, you got caught up in a conversation one time when you said some mean things about a particular friend and then this information gets back to them. And of course, because they hear this news, it hurts them. Now, of course, I know none of you guys are ever going to do this or are guilty of that. So just pretend with me for a moment on this deal, you know, as an example. So what do you do in that situation? Or any situation where you've hurt someone. After you've owned what you've done, this is my fault, I did this. You then need to go to that person and in all humility, not only confess, and this is a face-to-face thing here. This is not a text message. This is not an email. This is a face-to-face thing. You've got to apologize for the mistakes you have made and the harm you have caused. And then if the situation calls for it, because sometimes it does, you need to go to those people whom you were gossiping with to set the record straight by telling them you made a mistake by sharing some information that wasn't nice about one of your friends. Even apologizing to them as well, because you're the one who brought them into this mess in the first place. And of course, this is not easy and neither is it fun But here's the thing about this step. It works. It works. If you will actually do this, most of the time, the person whom you have wronged will be quick 
to forgive you or to see the power of this step and how it actually works. Imagine someone doing something to you. But then instead of never acknowledging it or lying to you about it, which is what happens most of the time, they come to you, own what they have done, and they tell you with all sincerity that they're sorry. And then what they do is they go out of their way to make things right again. Or how do you think you would feel if someone, no matter what they have done to you, sincerely did all of that? Yeah, the the truth is in most situations, if someone actually did the hard work of apologizing and making amends, we're probably going to forgive them. But even if it's the case where you run across a scenario where after you apologize and make amends, the person is still not willing to forgive you because we run across those too. If you have done the hard work of step one and step two, you can walk away from that situation knowing that you have done everything in your power to make things right. You have covered all your bases, which means you no longer have anything to regret. But you got to do steps one and two to get to that place. Now, I know some of you are probably saying to yourself at this moment, yeah, you know, with that simple explanation, that's good. That, I get why that would work, Pastor Josh. But my, my regret's way more complicated than that. It's not that easy. My regret is something that I did a long, long time ago. And so there's all sorts of stuff going on there. Or, or my regret is based on a person that I hurt who's no longer alive. Or my regret has to do with the risk that I didn't take. Well, if you ever find yourself with the kind of regret that's a bit more complicated... What you still need to do is follow this method. But to make this method work, you're going to have to get creative. For example, if you have a regret about something you said or did to someone who is no longer alive, the first thing you have to do is you still have to own it. You've got to own the mistakes that you have made. But then because you can't apologize and make amends face-to-face to this person, you're going to have to get creative. You're going to have to do it in a different way. And one of the things that I have found that really helps people who find themselves in this situation, and I deal with this situation a lot with people coming to me, is you simply take some time to write that person a letter. Or to imagine that person standing in front of you, and then you proceed to say or write what needs to be said to them. And if that doesn't work, then you take your regrets to God, right? There's nothing that God can't handle. Or instead of sitting around with that feeling like you're stuck, you need to walk through the same process with God. Owning and confessing what you've done and whom you've done it to, apologizing to God, and then asking God to forgive you and set you free. For those of you who have regrets about something that you didn't do, that risk you didn't take, that that's what eats at you, again, you got to work through the same process creatively. Own what you have done. Own the mistakes that you have done. Maybe you need to even apologize to yourself. Apologize to everyone else who was a part of your indecision. But then once you've done that, if it's still possible, the solution to this might be simple. You need to quit making excuses and go out and do the very thing that you regret not doing. Because the last time I checked, if you're still breathing, you guys still breathing? Anybody still breathing? Yeah, there's still time. This is still something you need to go Do no more excuses. Go and do it. Now, if it's something that has passed, then you've just got to move on. You just got to eat it and move on and do the best you can. That's how how you get set free. that's, That's the step. That's what you've got to take. So no matter how complicated or weird things may get, you got to walk through these steps. You just got to get a bit creative with it. 
But then, once you've done all of that, and I know that's easy to talk about, but a lot harder to do. After you've done all of that, or after you've done everything in your power to walk through step one and two, the last thing you have to do, which is just as important that people oftentimes miss, is you have to forgive yourself and move on. you got to forgive yourself and move on. That's the final step to overcoming your regrets. And the reason why this step's so important is because if you don't forgive yourself, it doesn't matter if God and everyone else has forgiven you, you are st- still being held back by your regrets. That regret still has power over your life. Or, or to catch a glimpse of this, let's go back to the story of Judas. So remember, we got into Judas, Judas and his regrets in the, the first week of this, right? So let's see what he does here that teaches us about how not to do it. So when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. Now, what we talked about in week one is that clearly Judas has a huge regret here, regret that ends up taking his life. But what I also want you to notice here is he actually begins the process of working through his regret. First of all, he faces and owns the wrongs that he has done. I have sinned for, I have betrayed innocent blood. And he even gets to the place where he's making amends. That's what taking the money back is all about. But where Judas gets it wrong or where Judas doesn't go far enough, at least in one sense, He's not able to forgive himself. He's not able to let it go. Which in the end, that's what destroys him, right? Or in my humble opinion, and this is my opinion here, if Judas would have accepted the forgiveness that Christ offers to every single person who has ever lived, if they will confess their sins no matter what they have done, that just like Jesus forgave Peter and the rest of his disciples who betrayed him, Jesus would have forgiven Judas as well. One of the things we never think about in the story of Judas and the disciples is we're real quick because the disciples actually get forgiven. We don't think about those guys left Jesus hanging too in his time of need, right? They just simply walked away from him. Now, there's no doubt Judas's sin is much bigger with all that. But I believe if he would have followed the steps, if he'd done what he was supposed to do, that Jesus would have forgiven him because that's just who Jesus is. I mean, on the cross, what does Jesus say to all those people that are standing there? Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. So that means we can't be like Judas in his inability to forgive himself. But we have to become like the rest of the disciples who were eventually able to forgive themselves and move on. In turn, going on to live some of the most incredible lives anyone has ever lived. I mean, they played a significant part in changing the world. And what you have to remember about these disciples is they were a bunch of ding-dongs when Jesus found them. They weren't the best and the brightest. Right? But Jesus raised them up and they were able to forgive themselves and then go out and do incredible things. Which for me, then puts into perspective the reason why God wants and longs for us to be set free. Or the reason why God doesn't want our regrets to ruin our lives. And you need to hear this. Some of you need to hear this. Some of you have done something in your life that you regret. And it's this feeling that stays with you all the time. And you think you deserve that. You think that's what you're supposed to sit with for the rest of your life. That's not true. God wants you to be set free. And the reason why he wants you to be set free is because people who are controlled by their regrets are being held back from all that God needs them to go out and do. Or the reason why God wants you to overcome your regrets is not only so you can be set free to live into your best possible life, but it's also because it's what's best for God in the entire world. 
or overcoming your regrets is what's best for everyone. That's why God wants you to be set free. So, so now that you understand the, the three steps, right? Overcoming your regret. Turn why that's important. What's left? This is the hardest part, right? Now that you know, this is an easy conceptual thing that all of you, I'm sure, have at least memorized by now. What do you got to do now? You got to go do it. You got to go do it. No more excuses. No more letting your fear or your ego get the best of you. Now that you know, it's time for you to go out and do the hard work of facing and owning your regrets, apologizing and making amends, and then finally, forgiving yourself and moving on. Which, remember, it's not something you have to do on your own. You never have, as a Christian, you never have to do anything in this life alone. The hard stuff, the easy stuff, because all you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask, and God will show up and help you to do whatever you need to do. But even though that's the case, even though God is going to walk you through this, it's still up to you to decide. You have a regret? What are you going to do to overcome it? You're the one who has to walk through that process. So do you really want to be set free? Do you really want to live into the life that is truly life? Well, here's how you do it. It's not fun. It's not easy. But in the end, it's worth it. And it's not only what's best for you, but it's what's best for the world. Let us pray. Father, this regret stuff is getting old. Let's just be honest. This is one of those things that, that we just like to run from, hide from. We don't want to face it because we know, intuitively, we know that we've got to face our regrets. We've got to own them. We know that we've got to apologize and make amends, and then we've got to forgive ourselves, which sometimes is the hardest thing that we do so that we can move on. But now that we know... Um, Instead of being overwhelmed or instead of making excuses why we can't do this, man, we invite you into this process. We invite you to come to give us the strength and the courage and the wisdom necessary to take these steps so that we can truly be set free. So that we can truly walk away from this weight that we've had around our necks for most of our lives. And the reason we need to do this, O oh Lord, is not just because it makes our lives better, but because you need us to. We need to be free so we can go out and help bring heaven to earth in all we do. So again, O oh Lord, we can't do this without you. Join us and help us overcoming our regrets. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.